Well, good morning and welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Jason with Cause Collective and my co-host today, Josh Planos from Better Business Bureau. And a big welcome, a special edition today. It's Josh's first show. Thank you for volunteering with Cause Collective. We're very happy to have you. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Awesome. And our guests today are Nicole and Kathy from Woods Charitable Fund. Before we get started, we want to talk about this show a little bit, which was created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. If you'd like to learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, visit our website at causecollectivelincoln.org. And while you're there, you can also sign up for our free community newsletter to read about all what our members are doing and how you can support them. It's called In Common. So you just go click on Community Newsletter under the Community Outreach button on our main page. So, Nicole, Kathy, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're, we love having you back. I believe we did a show, oh, maybe a year ago or so with you. So it's been, you are due. So we're glad to have you back. Um, so even though you're famous in Lincoln and everyone knows you in Lincoln, um, why don't you would each tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to Woods Charitable Fund? How about we start sure. with Nicole? Go, good start. Sure. Um, I am actually uh, from Crete, Nebraska originally. Yay, Cardinals. Um, <laughs> and uh, I came to Lincoln for college and I have lived here ever since. Uh, I started working in the nonprofit sector um, many years ago, not to date myself. Uh, I worked at uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters for about 14 years and uh, recently came to um, Woods Charitable Fund. Actually, I, sh I say recently, but it was about uh, five and a half years ago. <laughs> it does feel recently, though. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Kathy Steinauer Smith. I um, I've been with Woods for ten years, and I previously uh, had a career in the journalism world. Um, I worked in newspaper editing um, after graduating from the University of Nebraska Lincoln. I had some editing jobs in Iowa, and California, and Nevada. And my husband and I are Nebraska natives and wanted to get back home, so we came back and we both worked at the Lincoln Journal Star over several years, and then. Um, I was really interested in getting into the nonprofit world and doing something that would help our city and help our world. And I was very fortunate to to, to land a job as a the senior community investment director at Woods Charitable Fund. And it's just been really great to, to work with so many great nonprofits. And I enjoy working with everyone here at Woods and and am happy to, to be here and do what we can to try to get out the word and help our nonprofits as we do with Woods Charitable Fund. And you all do, you, and, you know, we've known each other for a while. You both are, and Joan and Tom, all wonderful to work with. Um, although I will admit, when I found out you had a, a previous journalist career about a year ago, I just found that my, suddenly everything I wrote to you became more nerve-wracking. It's like, oh my gosh, she's going to read this. <laughs> no, 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 please don't, please don't. It's exactly the opposite of what we're, we're hoping for. We were... Yeah, I, but I will admit that it took me a while to break that habit. But, <laughs> but um, yes, I appreciate um, appreciate that sentiment. But we also um, are trying really hard to make our processes a little more 
user friendly and um, less intimidating and all of that. So we can certainly talk more about that in the show. Absolutely. We'll definitely get to that. I'm excited about that and I hope other nonprofits understand that process and make it easier for them to get to you as well. Before that, tell us uh, about the, the history. How did Char- a Woods Charitable Fund get started? That's, that's very top of mind. Woods Charitable Fund uh, last year celebrated its 80th anniversary. Um, and Nicole and I and the office put together um, our 2021 annual report includes a lot of information on that. That's available on our website at woodscharitable.org if you're interested. <laughs> um, Woods Charitable Fund started with um, some of the investments in, and related to Lincoln Telephone and Telegraph, which is where the, the Woods family's uh, business um, started um, before that, and, and the foundation began in 1941 with, in, with that and with related to investments from Chicago. And until 1994, the uh, Woods Charitable Fund supported nonprofits and, and uh, projects in Chicago and Lincoln. And then in 1994, split off to only support Lincoln and Woods Fund of Chicago began at that time. And, um, you know, the, the Woods family really had a lot of interest in, in Nicole and I going back and looking at all of these work. There was a lot of um, education and a lot of um, human services, um, a lot of there were some early scholarships. Um, one of the first local organizations we found was uh, what used to be Child Guidance Center, now Hope Spoke. We found grants to them in the 1950s. and. You know, really thought about the idea that probably child mental health care and and it's probably pretty unusual and pretty um, new to support at that time. And so it was kind of it's been really it was really interesting to go back and look at some of the early grants, early grants to the YWCA, the YMCA, um, University of Nebraska, and a lot of, of educational organizations, um, a lot of art. You know, Woods Woods has supported the Sheldon and and the Nebraska Art Association for many years, and and supported some acquisitions for a lot of the art galleries across the state and even at Doan where um, in Crete and you know some other places some other cities across the state so um, and then I think probably about 1994 it looked like it was really when Woods Charitable Fund focused on what are still our current interests related to arts and culture education um, human services and then later I think the civic and community focus kind of came a little bit later um, always has or early on there was some focus a lot of focus related to um, family family violence issues um, women's organizations that specifically support women so those are um, still some interests for the for the fund and have been for quite some time that's amazing history um, and a lot I well there's a, a lot of stuff I don't know but I've never had that full history lesson so <laughs> that's awesome thank you yeah, sure. What? Yeah. I, I don't want to put either of you on the spot, but I guess I am. Um, and from someone who runs a membership agency, I try very hard not to play favorites, <laughs> but I try to be careful. But uh, tell us if, if one of you had something in mind about who you're currently funding and uh, a project that you're funding that you're particularly excited about or, or what's going on right now with Woods Charitable Fund and, and the fundees. That's a great question, Jason. Um, I think it, it's hard to really select, you know, one specific organization um, because 
so many groups are doing such amazing work in the community and, and really um, being innovative with approaches and willing to adapt and change their focus as needed. The thing that I think has been really um, exciting lately has been the collaboration and the level of collaboration and really um, groups that perhaps you know, years ago might have only focused on behavioral health, now are bringing in the arts. And um, arts groups that maybe prior focused only on arts are now bringing in behavioral health. And these really great partnerships and collaborations that I think are, you know, reaching across um, the community to help people in a way that hasn't happened before. So I personally, that's kind of um, something that I think has changed in the last few years and it's it's been really exciting to see groups working together and um, you know cause collective is a, a great example of that organizations coming together and and brainstorming and talking about ways that we can best serve the community so uh, thank you for your work uh, I would yeah. oh go ahead Kathy sorry I, I'm sorry I would completely agree with that and and, and you know, in 2017, Woods Charitable Fund started what we call our Breakthrough Initiative Grants, which are larger uh, funds, multi-year, that are, uh, collaboration is really something we want to see, um, which which has come through with all of the Breakthrough Grants we've provided. Since 2017, we've provided four Breakthrough Grants, um, and uh, the the one that we provided in 2020 to Lincoln Literacy, you know, really became something that helped them grow kind of what became some of their operations to provide job skills training. But the other three are really, um, you know, legal aid is providing services at all the cultural centers. So that involves about four or five partners there with with Center for Legal Immigration Assistance, um, Collective Impact Lincoln with Civic Nebraska and Nebraska Appleseed, you know, is working in six neighborhoods across the city. And then the latest one in 2021 to the Family Violence Council is providing a uh, grants to funding for all of our domestic violence organizations working with the university center for children's families and the law um, you know so there's there's a lot of really interesting collaborations going on to really focus on our civic health and uh, you know um, finding new ways to support families that are going through domestic violence and child abuse um, so there's there's a whole lot that happens and we know that that when the organizations can work together and we can support that we can make some big changes in, in the city and that we we are here to help provide the the capacity and the support to do it but we, those are the organizations doing the hard work and we we really appreciate that well we we appreciate you we've been funded by you before and you you all are just make it much easier to work with and uh, a great example of wonderful people and, and funders in lincoln and we mentioned before we chatted a little bit uh, before we got started about um, how a new, maybe new to you or new to Lincoln, a younger nonprofit or experienced nonprofit that may be wanting uh, to apply for the first time. And you have a, a new process. So tell us about how some step A to Z uh, for any new nonprofits listening, how they would go about um, potential funding from Woods Charitable Fund. Well, you know, that's a, another good question, Jason. I think the first really um, important step is to visit our website. It's at woodscharitable.org um, because it's a great way that you can see our timeline 
as far as uh, the grants that we make, which is twice a year, um, as well as our uh, giving focus areas that Kathy mentioned before, arts and culture, civic and community, education and human services. Um, and you can see uh, in our news and resources section, all of the grants that Woods Charitable's board has made uh, for quite a long time, going back quite a long time. Uh, and it's, it's really helpful to look at that list and see what types of grants our board offers to organizations and if projects that you're working with uh, are similar or kind of in that same um, area that might be an option. Um, you can always give us a call. Uh, you can always call us um, and or send us an email. Uh, all of that information is on our website and you can reach out to us. We're happy to um, talk through any questions. We're happy to um, you know, provide any guidance that we can. Um, we do have a letter of intent process now where we ask organizations to submit an LOI uh, prior to our inquiry deadlines, which we have two. Uh, the next one is coming up in February. Um, and those decisions are made in May uh, by our board of directors. And then the next inquiry timeline uh, is in August. Um, and those decisions are made in November. So we do have the letter of intent that organizations can complete. Um, we try to keep it as simple as possible. And, and as Kathy said earlier, we want it to uh, not take a ton of time um, from nonprofits because we know they're doing busy and important work. So it can be a very simple outline of the project idea, budget, um, what types of things that you're planning to do with the grant funds so that um, we can take a look at it. And I anything, Kathy? No, that, that's, that was perfect. And I, you know, we used to, our website would say, please call us, you know, please reach out and contact us before so we can. And so we started the LOA process so that if it's easier for someone to just email us that and not make a phone call, that's completely fine. Um, we're also fine if you, we understand that organizations might have kind of a standard LOI if you send us what you send to somebody else and it answers all those questions, that's perfectly fine. That's, that's great. Um, if you, if you would like to call and, and kind of make an introduction, that's fine too. Um, we, you know, again, as Nicole said, we're, we're partly just trying to make, make this process a little smoother and easier for, for organizations that we know have plenty going on. Um, and our, um, we have a lot of information on our website, as Nicole mentioned, but we also have pages that will tell you what our priorities are, what we look at in um, applications and in letters of inquiry. We'll tell you what we will not fund. <laughs> um, and what we usually say is that we, we don't fund physical health, we don't fund recreation, and we don't fund environment. And that I think a primary thing to keep in mind is that it has to be a project that serves Lincoln and Lancaster County. Um, tends to be that the organizations live here, and that's you know, probably a vast majority of who we fund does that, but we also have funded, for example, Omaha organizations that have projects in Lincoln, like Nebraska Writers Collective does, um, you know, slam poetry in Lincoln schools, and we've funded that. So, um, and and if you have questions, and if or if you're you know want to talk about a specific new organization or new project, we're happy we're happy to discuss, and our contact information is on our website as well. That's what I appreciated uh, about you two, because you, you two know, both know how I love to call. 
instead of right at, at times. And you've always been very available, very responsive. And I've, I've appreciated that because this is my brain works like I have to process it through out loud and you both have been patient. So to any nonprofits out there who are, or might be a little nervous or hesitant, they're, they're very welcoming because that would have been my first question. It's like, what needs to be in that letter of interest? So that, that's wonderful. Um, you know, the three of us have had uh, this conversation before. I'm, I'm throwing you under the bus a little bit again. I, I apologize, but I'm very well-meaning, of course. We talk, well, let me start with this. You spearheaded a wonderful event. I think it was 2018, 2019, your June uh, gathering that we had. You had invited many funders and many nonprofits just to get together with no agenda. You know, it's natural in our culture to have kind of a, uh, a hierarchy. And when we're talking to funders or asking anyone for money, whether it's a corporate sponsor or a funder, it makes some people, some people are fine, uh, but I'm included in that nervous category where, because it's, it, you know, it's for executive directors or development directors, it's pressure on your job to succeed. So that just comes into play regardless. You all there have spearheaded that event and, if I think Spearhead, you know, we've had this conversation of um, breaking down that power dynamics to make it easier because we remember the bottom line is, you know, uh, helping the people in Lincoln and you want to make that process as easy as you can, which you've done and break down that power dynamic. So talk about that event a little bit. And when we're bringing that back, by the way, of course, COVID hurt us on that. Um, but it was just wonderful, wonderful turnout. And it, it accomplished, I think, for me and many others, I heard great comments what you were going for. And how can we, so talk about that event a little bit. How can we continue that process? Sure. We were we were inspired by Vule. And if, if you're in the nonprofit world and you don't know Vule, please Google him because he does great work and he's very entertaining, but also makes some great points and is, you know, very um, blunt about this power dynamic and how hard it is to be a nonprofit and feel like you have to um, be looking for funding all the time and 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 balancing that dynamic and um, so it was yeah it was intended to do exactly what what you said Jason to, to kind of break down some of those barriers and you know I think we often say Lincoln is a pretty small town and and we know funders we know each other we know organizations and so we wanted it to be something where people could just get together and and talk and not have kind of an agenda um, in twenty this past summer I think. Community Health Endowment kind of took on a very similar um, uh, party, I guess would be a good word, um, this summer to, to do the same thing. And, and we right. attended that. A lot of funders attended that. And, and a lot of the nonprofits were there. It's great to see that. Food trucks and, you know, the dairy dairy store ice cream. And it was lovely. It was a, it was a good time and a great day. So, um, and, 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 you know, a lot of what we've seen from Boule and what we've had in conversations is, is what we are trying to do when it comes to things like, if you have an LOI that you sent to a different funder, send it to us. That's fine. I don't care if it has a different name on it. it you know, it's, it's part of that process of knowing that there is a power dynamic here that we'd like to get past a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think a lot of it is for us inspired by the idea that that you know, it, it is a small town, and, and we do know a lot about each other, and we talk to each other. I take a lot of, um, you know, I've, I've talked to Nicole a lot over the years about what do we do because Nicole did this with Big Brothers Big Sisters. She's she's been on that side of it and knows 
what that feels like. And so we talked about, you know, what, you know, would this be intimidating for you? And, and how do we, how do we kind of tackle some of those dynamics? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, Kathy said it earlier too, we're here to help organizations, um, do their, not do their work, but, um, be able to do their work, I should say. And I think, you know, we welcome calls and emails and, and certainly understand that, um, people may be nervous, although, um, I, I hope that once they start chatting with us, that goes away fairly quickly, um, and dissipates because we're here to help. We're here to answer questions. Um, that's our kind of role in all of this is, is to connect organizations with, with charitable funds. So we, we want to hear from people. We want to receive emails and phone calls and, and, uh, letters of inquiry, um, because that that's kind of what we're here to do. So we, we want to hear from, from organizations. And, um, so we, we try to be as accessible as, as we possibly can, but hopefully those events are kind of a fun time where we get to know each other, um, a little bit better. (laughs) So it is less, um, nerve-wracking, I guess, to reach out. And and part of our, that LOI process, um, you know, on the one hand, we're like, yeah, we're creating one more form and one more step. But, but one thing we usually say is we would rather not encourage a full application. We'd rather decline at that point and ha- instead of having someone go through the entire application and then get a decline. Um, and so it helps us at the beginning to kind of weed out things that we may we think may not be such a good fit for our board. Um, and then we always figure it's better to get that answer early and not have to go through that process than to go through the process and then and and you know sometimes it depends on what we're looking at on our side. It can can depend on our budget, can depend on what we know we have pledged for upcoming years. And so we have to do a little bit of budgeting on our side. So um so I hope that that <laughs> I hope that explains a little bit where sometimes it's it might be easier to get the note earlier rather than and and when we had a previous our previous cycles were six months long, so we we really hated the idea that we were pushing people along through the six months and then saying no. So that that was part of our adjustment of our timing on our cycles and creating that LOI process. Yeah. Uh, working for the Better Business Bureau as I do, um, I'm regularly asked if I work for the federal government or if I am a member of law enforcement, neither of which, of course, is the case. Um, I'm curious, outside of the the geographic piece that you've both touched on, uh, what would you say are the the biggest misconceptions about Woods Charitable Fund and and the work that you do? Oh, Kathy and I both were looking at each other. Um, You know, I think that Kathy actually was... uh, and I'm not certain if this is a misconception um, or not, but I, you know, it is something that we have to do. Uh, we have amazing jobs. We're so fortunate, but there are times when we cannot um, support all of the organizations that come to us requesting funds. It's just um, we we have a budget too that we look at and. So there is is unfortunately some parameters there that uh, we follow and have to follow. So I don't know that it's a misconception, but I do think that sometimes um, it is hard to hear 
uh, that early decline or that early sort of guidance to seek other funding because we are limited in what we can do and we have so many wonderful organizations and, and we respect the work that all of the agencies do uh, so very much. And so what we every every cycle, um, every every time that there is an application, we have far more requests than we have the capability to fund. So um, that's why we try our, our uh, very hard to uh, respect everyone's time in that process too. Excellent. That's a great question. And is it fair to say, unless specifically told otherwise, if someone is declined, they may call you again or ask questions about the next round? Absolutely. We, um, yeah, we, we are happy to provide feedback and, and try, um, you know, to help improve in the future. I, sometimes the answer is we just really didn't have the funding <laughs> to do, you know, um, as a foundation that is working with an endowment, when the stock market is not doing well, when the, when the economy is changing a little bit, that affects us and that un- unfortunately affects what we can fund. But we are happy to provide feedback and, and try to try to help with um, future applications. You know, I think sometimes the answer is you're, it's just not a good fit and I don't know that it will be a good fit. And you know, when we when we do the when we have the days where we get to let people know that they received a grant, you know, I've had people be like, "Oh, this must be so much fun," and it is. But we also have to tell people no, and and we've had to you know we had to learn how to do that and try to do it constructively and gracefully and respectfully. So, yeah, and as an an ED, uh, I, my experience I don't know all the funders in Lincoln, but I I know many of them. They're all wonderful to work with. Um, if that happens, don't, it's not personal. And there's probably another funder out there that will talk to you at least. And I want to say you'll ever get funding from anyone. (laughs) It's not my job to say, but, uh, keep trying and know that it's just, if it's not a good fit for a specific funder, uh, call around, talk to some other local funders. They're all very uh, approachable. Well, we're getting, oh, sorry, go ahead. I just going to say, we've talked with Jason, you know, we're happy to, to work with organizations like cause collective. If there's other ways we can help, um, you know, we've we've had a lot of conversations with people who will say, "Hey, you might maybe you sh- might want to consider talking to this organization or this funder that might be a better fit." Um, we have written recommendation letters for nonprofits we've worked with, and you know, any other way we can help beyond funding, we are happy. We're we're always happy to try to help with that where we can as well. And we have worked with organizations that were very early on in in their just getting started. Um, that perhaps at that time a grant wasn't the best fit for them, but we've worked with those organizations. And um, then in you know two or three years, they've applied for um, a grant and were successful in that. So certainly always keep our doors always open for conversation. Um, and we're always happy to help in other ways, just exactly like Kathy said, if we can, if we can help, we'd be glad to. One of those ways is we usually tell people you should look into cost collective. Yes. Oh, what a great finish. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's everything they're saying is absolutely true. They're just wonderful, very easy. Don't uh, try not to be too nervous to, to get that ball rolling and, and reach out to them. So uh, that wraps it up for us. I will, I'll say Avule, uh, spelling is V-U, and last name is L-E. So if you're a new nonprofit to him, look him up too. He's a great resource as well woodscharitable.org. Even if you're not a nonprofit, uh, go check them out. They're just wonderful people uh, providing a wonderful service to support nonprofits in Lincoln.